It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcast from this morning. It is a Tuesday morning, the 11th day of April. I hope you had a wonderful, relaxing Easter break. If your headspace, I guess, was dealing with property negotiations, then you're probably back into that today. Well, despite the correcting market, the point is that people are still buying and selling property. The RBA, of course, did this whole pause thing last week. And this morning, we are talking with David Bassanese from Bettershire. And good morning, David. What was your overall take on the governor's decision last week to pause? Oh, look, I think, you know, it's probably a reasonable decision. Um, We're seeing, you know, some signs of slowing in the economy. They have raised rates aggressively over the past year. So uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that the rate hikes are over, but I guess they're pausing for breath and just to uh, assess the impact of, of their work to date. I was quite surprised that some of the, the commentators got it wrong because they were going down this whole track that, no, it will be another 25 basis points. Yeah, look, it was pretty, it was interesting. The, the financial markets had priced in virtually zero chance of a rate rise. So the markets were pretty convinced that the RBA wouldn't raise rates. Some economists, as is normal, some get it right, some get it wrong. And we will come back to David in just a moment. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, it's interesting that some commentators are saying that we have hit the bottom of the market in Sydney. What do you think? Does it feel that way to you? I heard one person say that if you are still waiting for the Sydney market to bottom out, it has already happened they claimed. And then talking to others, others are telling me that that is way too early to be making that claim or prediction. But I think that over the next 60 days for sure, we will have a better understanding of exactly where the bottom of the market is. All right, if you're celebrating your birthday, we better check on those. It is the 11th day of April. Happy birthday if you're blowing out the candles. Just the one celebrity today and that is the singer Josh Stone. She is turning 36. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's have a look at that weather word. And in Sydney, partly cloudy with a high of 23 degrees. In Melbourne, plenty of cloud cover, top temperature of 20. In Brisbane, expect sunny blue skies with 28 degrees. And in Perth, a 50% chance of one or two showers today in your top of 24 degrees. We're a lot more than just real estate available for breakfast from 6am then on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym in fact wherever you go we're available seven days a week well after 10 consecutive months of interest rate rises the pause last week is a welcome relief for many who have seen variable repayments on their homes increased by tens of thousands of dollars despite the pause this is the fastest tightening cycle in Australia's history 
industry with a 350 basis points increase in less than a year. Now, let's welcome back uh, David Bassanese. And David, the RBA's aggressive uh, strategy has brought down inflation rates, according to the ABS reports posted a couple of weeks ago. And the current inflation figure is at 6.8% for the 12 months to February, down considerably since January's 7.4% rate of inflation. But does that fully tell the story on why the RBA paused for April? Look, that's part of it. I mean, the, the, the inflation, I think inflation has peaked. I mean, that's, uh, I think, the broad conclusion we can take from the last few monthly numbers. But it is it is still high. I mean, as you mentioned, the annual rate is still over 6%. We are still seeing some pricing pressures in the services sector in particular. But I think the other important development is, is finally some signs of a slowing in consumer spending. We've seen uh, the national accounts had a, a pretty soft uh, consumer spending result uh, was only up 0.3% in real terms in, in uh, the December quarter. And retail sales over the last few months, you know, there's volatility, but looking through it, it there, there is signs of a slowing. So that signs of a slowing, it's been uh, a long while in coming, has given the RBA, you know, grounds to now pause and just see how big a slowdown we will get in, in consumer spending. It doesn't want to overdo things, but it would like to see consumer spending slow. Of course, we are in this price correction. House prices in Sydney in particular have come back. There's a slowing economy. How likely is a rebound, do you think? I, look, I think we may see uh, the the end of the price falls. I mean, uh, nationally, house prices are down around about 10% from their highs of uh, early last year. In areas like Sydney, it's down almost 15% and Melbourne just over 10%. Problem is, is that yes, if even if the RBA doesn't raise rates anymore from here, it's not going to. It's only going to start cutting rates if if the economy does slow and the unemployment rate, you know, goes up a little bit over the next year. So I think, and the other element is that affordability is still pretty challenging. I'm sure you know many of your listeners would know that you know mortgage repayments to to buy a property at the moment, if you're on average incomes, is is pretty challenging. I don't anticipate a big immediate bounce back in house prices, but I do anticipate a sort of bottoming out of prices at, at um, you know around current levels. And we talk a lot about the lag effect with the economy playing catch up to the central bank's policies. How much does that lag effect play into the next three months for controlling inflation? Yeah, I mean, policy does operate with a lag. Uh, I mean, as the RBA's pointed out, not all of the interest rate increases that they've done has yet flowed through to mortgage rates, for example. The actual mortgage rates that households pay, something like around about a half has, has flown through according to their calculations. So there will be more flow through, more banks adjust their rates uh, over time. And uh, there is a lag before higher rates do slow consumer spending. So the lags of policy is one of the reasons the RBA has paused. I mean, they, as you mentioned, they it's been the most aggressive tightening cycle in history, you know, three and a half percent within a year. And now it's time to sit back and just see, assess the impact of those rate rises given the lag. If things slow down nicely, the RBA won't need to raise rates any further. But uh, if, if growth remains resilient and, uh, heaven forbid, pricing pressures stay you know, elevated, they'll be back doing it again you know, in a few months' time. But I think we're going to have a pause for at least a few months.
And what about the ongoing banking crisis overseas and the potential impact on global interest rates? How much of a factor do you see that playing out in the next six months? Yeah, it will be. Look, it's interesting that other central banks around the world, uh, the United States and in Europe, for example, actually increased rates uh, in recent weeks, even in the face of that, those banking uh, issues. So we did have an upsurge in banking instability, global banking instability in recent weeks. It's largely sort of died down, at the, I think, at the moment. I don't anticipate it becoming a, you know, a major crisis event. We will have a, um, like a general slowing of lending it's going to contribute to a slowing of lending globally, particularly in the United States, and so contribute to a slowdown in growth. But, you know, that's what central banks wanted to have happen anyway. So to the extent that happens, it just means other central banks won't need to raise rates as aggressively. And I think in terms of the RBA, they actually, I don't think that the financial instability figured into their thinking because uh, other central banks weren't concerned about it. It was more, again, the signs, domestic data showing a, a slowing of consumer spending and an easing of inflation. Those are the two things that, that caused them to pause rather than necessarily a lot of fear about you know, global banking instability. And how has the recent tightening cycle of the interest rates affected retail sales and business conditions in Australia? And what are the potential long-term consequences of that trend? The sector most affected so far by higher interest rates is the housing sector. We've had a downturn in home lending, had a downturn in building approvals. Now, part of that is a payback from the from the boost to the housing sector during the COVID lockdown. So, but I think higher interest rates are playing an effect. Again, up until recently, consumer spending and even business confidence generally has remained fairly resilient. And that's why the RBA has continued to keep raising rates. But we are seeing, as I mentioned, uh, a slowing in consumer spending, retail spending. And that should continue. That I mean, the RBA wants that to continue. It wants consumer spending to slow to a crawl, essentially, over the next three to six months to help uh, slow the economy. And that will help them bring down inflation. I think with a lag, that will then flow through to business conditions. So uh, consumer spending is about 60% of the economy. So if consumers are slowing down, it's going to have um, you know, knock-on effects to, to businesses more broadly. Uh, but look, the long run of effects of this, I don't think we need to have a recession. I think we're going through what's called a soft landing, i.e. a slowing of growth, a moderate increase in the unemployment rate. Importantly, wages growth in Australia remains pretty well contained. And as a result, the RBA doesn't need to engineer a recession. So we'll try to avoid one if it can. But a slowing of growth over the next year or so to ensure that inflation comes down is, is what we should anticipate. And I think what the RBA will be aiming for. And just finally, David, before I let you go, a question from every mortgage holder in Australia this morning, and that is, when do you see the next rate rise happening? Well, look, it could come as early as next month. Uh, We do have a quarterly consumer price index report, which is actually the more important, most comprehensive measure of inflation uh, that does come out later this month. Now, if that surprise is on the high side and and the December quarter one actually also surprised on the high side, I don't anticipate that it will. But if it did, the RBA could raise rates as early as next month. But otherwise, I actually think they're going to be on hold now for at least three to six months. And I think over that time, we will see more signs of a slowing in growth such such that they probably won't need to raise interest rates again. Uh, And in fact, you know, the next move could be a rate cut as early as, you know, say November, October of this year. 
Wow, that's uh, that's going to be interesting if that all uh, plays out. Hey, thanks uh, so much for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast. No doubt we'll talk again at another time. Great to be with you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.